for a rip as we talk about all things Canada, the United States of America, and, you know, whatever else pops up. Um, in case you haven't guessed, we're doing kind of a North American-centered episode, centered spelled C-E-N-T-R-E, as uh, we also watch a game. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what surprises come up in this podcast. I am Sonia Missio, and with me is slash R. <laughs> Megan oh, <God>. Smith. <laughs> and Jesse Loesch. We're already doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Yeah. Um, we practice. Just, I guess, kind of a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Uh, there is the United game playing in the background. So or Savisha be... game, depending on your, oh, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I, I live in a United <laughs> Sorry, Nick. House. Sorry. Um, except where I'm from, Canada, our game is delayed by, I'd say, like half a minute. So there might be a yell from Jesse at one point and then a delayed male voice headed in the background from my side. So look forward to that. But yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, Meg and Jesse, how have you been? Uh, all things considering in this world. Megan, do you want to tell us about um, Friday? About um, how you celebrated your mom's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we decided to um, do start doing mini episodes with our moms, which I am calling mama-sodes. <laughs> Love it! Um, <laughs> because I'm shameless. And so for her birthday, we recorded our first mama-sode about kind of like my origins as a fan and where she was at during that and what her her own fandom with softball um and how that kind of probably influenced me a little bit. So we did that and she got a nice little trivia section where if she got it right, she I was going to buy her beer, <laughs> which I did. Um, I mean, she was going to get the beer anyway. Let's be honest. It was her birthday. <laughs> I but... mean, if you didn't get it for her, we were going to get it for her. So <laughs> Yeah. So she got some trivia and we are still fighting about something. And so you have to tune in to figure out what we are fighting about. I'll Very probably excited. write it up later. It's okay. Really excited for this mama-sode. Yeah, that's amazing. The pictures were incredible that we shared. <laughs> she was very, very happy to um, be recording, and she said she felt like one of the broadcasters on the softball games with her, because I gave her my headset. Love it. So, Absolutely love it. That's incredible. I mean, give somebody a mic who, like is it normally on a mic and it's such a powerful tool honestly it like it just it's I don't know if like confidence booster is the right way to explain it but it's it's almost like I don't know it's like you know when you're a kid and somebody hands you a tennis racket and all of a sudden you're the best guitar player in the world <laughs> that's how I feel about mics <laughs> that's weird. oh remind me to tell you guys something about being the best after one thing, but like not when we're recording, because I don't want Kirsten okay. to get mad at us right off the bat. <laughs> but it's a good one. That's how we start every episode. <laughs> right off the bat, we'll just bring it in like twenty minutes, or maybe after right. the uh, advertising yeah, yeah. break. <laughs> awesome, uh, Jesse. How was your week? Um, my week. Uh, so this 
before that, um, we had no power or internet for a week, which was kind of lovely. Um, I know that sounds bizarre. I'm very great. You know, we're very lucky that we, that that was all that happened. We had, um, tropical storm, but it was such a beautiful, like excuse, I guess, to just read and walk the dog and not be online. Um, it was really nice. So this week was like frantic catch up week. Um, Mm submitted an outline for my thesis um congrats thanks um you know sending out wishes in the world to move to anywhere but here that kind of thing (laughs) i mean you are welcome across the border anytime once the borders if they open open it yes (laughs) yeah I mean, I do have a brother you can marry, but I will have to admit becoming common law or like spousal immigration things, not that easy. Not that easy. I, was gonna, I, I that's what thought I was your brother was married. Pardon? I thought your brother was married. Are we going polygamy here? Because I get no, along no, I well with brothers. others. I have two brothers. Oh, two brothers. <laughs> yeah. Listen, as I keep telling people, I don't take up a lot of space. Um... I'm quiet and have low standards. And then I get to be related to you. Oh, my God. There's no reason not to do it. Set it up. Done. So starting our episode, <laughs> <laughs> starting our episode, we need to know all about immigration marriages in Canada. Yeah. You know what? So all joking Plus, I aside. love your parents already. And then Frank and Blue. Wait, does that mean that Frank and Blue are cousins? They'd be cousins. But my brother also has a cat. So Blue would have a... A feline sibling. Yeah. Oh, interspecies siblings. This yeah. is adorable. I I see no downsides to this whatsoever. No, really none. Yep. I love it. Okay. Excellent. Great. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it is not simple. Nick and I went through it um, three years ago. And honestly, like, it is... So, okay, maybe I should preface with this. All I know about American immigration is what I see in TV shows and movies. I just assume if an American marries somebody who's not an American, that non-American just becomes a green card holder. Mm. No, my parents went through this as as well. Um, And it is, yeah, it's a very, it's a a deliberately frustrating, challenging, and expensive process. That is not how the TV shows make it out to be. No, I know. And that movie Green Card? Like, lies. So wait, I have another question about that. What is a green card? Is it a physical piece of paper? Is it a physical green card? Is it like a hotel key card that is green? That's a great question. Um, I think at the very beginning, I think it was at one point a like, like a an identification card, like a green literal identification card. At this point, it's it's um, paperwork. Like it's just a status identifier. You are a green card holder. Oh, so you don't um, actually physically. I don't card. think so. That's a great question, though, and I should ask uh, my father what he had, or like some immigration lawyer friends. And then it's different from applying for a visa, which is also different from applying for citizenship. And all of these things cost a tremendous amount of money. That is somewhat similar to Canada minus the green card. So you can get a visa. And then I think our green card is what we would call a permanent resident. Mm, Okay. So like if you have a green card, can you vote? No. No. Okay. So it is very similar to a permanent resident. You can't vote if you are PR here. But you do pay taxes. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You pay taxes on things that you have no say about. Yes. Yeah. It's Which great. To me is, <laughs> is wild. I'm also, so I just took um, a course like an online course at McGill University, which for Americans, if you don't know what McGill is, it was the university that Wilson on House went to. So he always wore a McGill sweater in, in the show. And like Canada was very, very proud of that. But um, I just took a finance course at McGill University, which I recommend to pretty much any Canadian to take it. I mean, Americans can take it too, but it's Canadian centric. So I don't know. I mean, Jesse, if you're going to move here and marry my brother. Yeah, probably I'm probably going to have to take it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um what I've discovered is like things like tax and income tax and stocks. It's just, it's all made up. Like somebody just mm-hmm. picks a number and then all of a sudden we just ag- all agree to pay for it. And it's, it's wild. Like it blows my mind about how, how just kind of arbitrary it is, but it's arbitrary and it works or in theory it works. Anyway, that's sort of a look of how my summer is going, if that is the highlight of my summer, taking a finance <laughs> course and my mind being blown. Um, I knew about McGill when my high school best friend went there and everyone was like, Canada, you're going to be so cold. Like that was the... the <laughs> it's a fair point. <laughs> Absolute fair point. We're from New York. It's cold here. But people were just freaking out <laughs> it's a different kind of cold though like, yes i mean like my brother went to school cold, in vermont there's a wet and I, cold there's a wet cold which one is which one is mcgill uh i i don't know but like toronto because we're right by the lake we have a wet cold and it just like seeps into your bones and like mm. it's it's not fun at all any other questions about Canada? <laughs> yeah we're gonna get there <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> But um, I was going to say something else. Should we each do a highlight of our summer? Yes. Oh, God. We have to find one. Megan, you Um, seem to have one. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has become a highlight. I don't know if it's necessarily of my summer. CM, I told you I was going to go ahead and talk about it. Um, For those of you that maybe are not in, um, I almost said the bubble. Not that means something different now. Um, <laughs> that aren't up with MLS news. Um, St. Louis's team, after I believe it's been two years, no, after a year, finally has a team name, a crest, and colors. That's awesome. And a number one fan in Megan's team. <laughs> and uh, and they caused the internet to implode <gasps> oh. just by. just because of the name and there was the name issue there was a crest issue um amongst st louis fans there's a color issue (laughs) what's the color issue i haven't heard this one there is a very distinct um faction that says that the main color is pink and then there are normal people who can read who <laughs> That's always the case. <laughs> who pay attention to the fact that the color came from the color that's on the St. Louis flag, which is red, and its name is called City Red. And so therefore it is red. I'm not saying it's like fire engine red, I'm just saying 
<laughs> it's not pink. <laughs> anyway, you know my stance on that now. Yeah, you don't think anyone should wear pink, especially not professional soccer players. <laughs> I'm fine if it was pink. It's just, it's blatantly coming from the flag, like all of the colors. My came from the St. Louis flag, so my stance is that I didn't know ha- towns had flags, and that's weird. And also, now I'm fascinated by the way you say pink, like it has like two e's instead of an i. Sonia, how <laughs> do Canadians say pink? Pink. Did I? Pink. Yes, that's pink. how I say pink as well. So I'm going to fit right in when I move to Canada. Pink. Except. We do have flags in our cities. Just I, I mean, I just didn't know we did. I guess oh. we do. Yeah. Yes. Does, is there no like flag of New York? I'm sure there is, and it's probably there something is. stupid. <laughs> I mean, uh, if it were cool, it would mine, have like an everything bagel. Mine's in my Twitter picture now, Jesse. That's ours. The mask that I have on. Oh, that's the St. Louis flag. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. If you're curious about the flag of Toronto, it's uh, Michael Bradley's armband is the flag of Toronto. (laughs) It's like Captain Band. See, I thought that the other way. I was like, oh, see, that's cool for Toronto's flag to just be Michael (laughs) Michael Bradley's head. (laughs) It's a very new flag. (laughs) It changes every time you get a new captain. (laughs) About like the seventh sport that people care about in this uh, city. I was sad. Yeah, see, New York's is just going to be like Madison Square Garden overlaid on top of a bagel. That would be the perfect flag. I'm, I'm looking up uh, New York's flag right now because as somebody who watches Law & Order as much as I do, I don't dun, know dun. what New York's flag looks like. I don't know. I'm going to hate it. I'd be mm-hmm. fine if it was iced tea. Uh, oh. Oh, it is kind of boring. Is it bad? Yeah. It's Pe- just boring. Petition to redesign oh, you can't see it. New York's flag. Do you know what your motto is? Yes. Um, uh, it's, yep. It's the thing that Cuomo always, Excelsior. Yep. <laughs> yep. It also has a view of the Hudson River in the flag. I have to say, like the Hudson River is actually beautiful once you get out of the city. Again, my only understanding of the Hudson mm-hmm. River is when a dead body is found in it in Law and Order. That's all of our rivers, though. <laughs> East River, the Gowanus, like, yeah, that's not anything new. Fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're just all on our phones yeah. looking at flags. <laughs> that's what I'm looking at. I can explain <laughs> why I like flags. the St. Louis flag. Kirsten's already rolling her eyes. She doesn't even yeah. know that we're yeah. doing this, and she's already like, ugh, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um... St. Louis's was designed by, like, some professor, which I'm really like, eh, whatever. But um, it's because it's got, like, the rivers that are so important to St. Louis history coming together. Because that's St. Louis is where the three of the rivers join up, um, including the Mississippi and Missouri. Then it's got the fleur-de-lis for... Why does my computer keep doing this? Um, sorry. <laughs> it's got the fleur-de-lis from the French settlement history. And um, I just like the red and blue. I can see yellow. that. And That's pink. <laughs> it's a bright red. I will say All that. Right. Like, it's not... I don't know. It's brighter than the red that's on the American flag. 
Um, It's definitely more vibrant. Megan. Oh, are we still giving highlights? Are we highlighting? Yes. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That was my highlight. Unless anybody wants to know about the issues with the name and the fans that attacked me and... Poor Megan. Megan, what did you write in the jellyfish in, in the uh, WhatsApp group? Like, I haven't been a, an MLS fan for more than a day. I'm already getting I've attacked. been an MLS fan for two hours and already there's fighting going on. I mean, that just makes you a certified MLS fan, if that helps. See? Like, yeah. It's like your initiation. It's fine. Like, it's this whole thing. They're like... People in Detroit and Kansas City, I don't know why it's specifically Detroit and Kansas City, but that's who I'm seeing, are criticizing St. Louis fans for liking the new MLS team because even though it means that our USL team's going to fold, and it's like, well, we don't really have any control over it folding, we're just supporting soccer, and the St. Louis fans have always supported, like, any soccer that's being played in the city from indoor to women's to men's to whatever level. So, I don't understand why. I just don't understand. (laughs) Like, I do sort of understand that rivalry. Like, I don't know if you know, but last year, Canada started their own league with the Canadian Premier Mm -hmm. League, CPL. And, like, there was that sort of same talk, too, of, like, will they, will that take away from Toronto fans or Whitecaps fans? Um, Quebec doesn't have a team, so, like, geographically that doesn't make, like, as big of a concern. And then, like, CPL was scheduling kind of their games around TFC games and, like, but I think at the end of it, you're getting different fans. Like, not everybody Mm -hmm. lives next to Toronto, even though they should or you know Vancouver which they shouldn't but yeah I think I think it is a very different demographic that people are going after or the team should be going after yeah and I mean not to get on my soapbox again but (laughs) the whole name of the team St. Louis City SC um the fact that they chose city that's a very polarizing term in St. Louis specifically because we have this division between city and county and um city is i mean it goes back to white flight and redlining and all of these historical issues that we have in the city and um back to the 1800s when they first decided to separate and so saying that and again i'm not saying they have completely pure motives because i'm sure they don't but (laughs) The way they've kind of framed this team is we are city, our stadium's going to be in downtown, but we have fans across St. Louis and we're all going to cheer for city because we're all the city. Like the entire region is tied to the city. And so that's like a really innovative and progressive view that they're taking. Um, And like I said, I'm, sure that there are some other backroom dealings and stuff that as to why it that's the name um but i like to try to believe in the best part of it (laughs) hold the phone here megan are you trying to tell me that there's politics in soccer (laughs) um excuse me guys i'm gonna need you to stick to sports right now (laughs) 
Oh, I wish I had a drink to drink to that. <laughs> I know. I just finished my tea. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. I know. It's shocking. This is the first time we've ever heard of this. It's mind-blowing. So, Jesse. Yes, Megan? What is your highlight of the summer? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> was it the week you didn't have internet or power? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it probably was. Uh, I had really good vegan pizza the other day. Nice. Um... I don't know. You know what? I will say that for as as um, really difficult and sad and challenging as I think everybody's summer has been, I also feel very lucky that um, we have each other and that I get to, you know, be with my family. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Sonia, did the half end yet or no? Uh, no, I can still hear the TV going. Okay. <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> I'm going to just start feeding you misinformation. Like, oh my God, what an yeah. amazing goal by Beckham. <laughs> I should uh, just unplug my headphones so we can hear your own running commentary. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sonia, what was your highlight? Um, it, uh, I don't know. I think kind of in the same vein as you, Jesse, I'm just sort of like happy that things are as like good as they can be kind of in in the situation you know able to see family and whatnot and yeah just I mean Unese did all right by the end of the season can't complain about that um yeah just being able to soldier on I think like that's the point that I think we kind of all are that you know but well, that was depressing. So <laughs> I somehow made the highlight of your summer the saddest portion of this podcast. <laughs> oh, well, it's on you then to, I yeah. guess, cheer us up with some Canadianisms. Yeah, all Can right. So yeah. I, I guess to kind of fill in our audience who are not privy to our WhatsApp chats and whatnot. Um, but hopefully our audience have listened to every single one of our um unusual f pods and they know where this came from yes yes so just in case you may have missed one <laughs> um or even in, in a wider in a wider scope i i don't know if you guys know this but i'm from canada which is a different country than the united states Ooh. yep um and sometimes I don't always understand what you guys are talking about or what you are talking about and you don't always understand what I'm talking about because as similar as our countries are they are very fundamentally different um so we thought that maybe we should take a pod to kind of learn about each other's countries and you know find out why Canada and the U.S. are so different thus solving all of you know, the Canadian-American problems that are going on between Trump and our Prime Minister Trudeau, and solving at least two-thirds world peace in North America. Amazing. Amazing. We, we got this. Yeah. Yes. So what is what have you always wanted to know about Canada and were too afraid to ask? And I will make up an answer. Okay. Um, 
Sonia. Yes. How come in 21 Thunder, which is clearly, um, you know, just like a documentary. 100% accurate. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Um, the, the, um, this is a two-parter. One, mm-hmm. the tattoos are so just unfortunate and upsetting. I know there are good artists in Canada, so I, there just must be a reasonable response. And B. Question um, one and question B. Okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Good. Because um, we use the, um, not the metric system down here, the other one. Um, yeah. So B. How come the, the um, players, the U21 players, um, use uh, not smartphones? Go. Um, These are very important questions. Yes. So I just quickly checked to see if 21 Thunder is a is paid for by the government. And I'm pretty sure it is. So to answer your question, I have a real Mm. answer for you. Oh, amazing. Okay, great. Great. So in Canada, we have something called CanCon laws. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's Canadian content. And it's basically to ensure that like our arts programs aren't swallowed up by Americans, essentially. Yes, um, and I know there's do Canadians that. listening at home who are just yelling at me being right now, being like, that's not what it's about. You're getting this all wrong. So <laughs> disclosure, um, I might just be making a bunch of stuff up at this point. But essentially, CanCon laws state that you need three out of four um, requirements in order for something to be Canadian content. And then you have to have on like television and radio and print, you have to have 40% Canadian content. Oh. So in order to, for something to be considered Canadian, it has to be created by a Canadian artist. And I might just be thinking about this specifically for music. So bear with me and Canadian listeners or just anyone generally smarter than me, if I get this completely wrong, you know, you, you know where to yell at us or yell at me. Um, so it has to be created by a Canadian uh, artist. It has to be recorded in Canada or like produced in Canada. It has to be written or like created by a Canadian. And it has to be, I think, performed like the, the like, not the main performance, but like production wise has to be Canadian. And you have to have three out of those four things to be considered Canadian. So to answer your tattoo questions, they yes. probably just grabbed a tattoo artist and hope for the best or just somebody on set who is Canadian. They're like, here is a magic marker. Go at it. Whoa. Um, I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this, but whatever. Uh, and I forget question B. Flip oh, phones, question B was phones. the phones. The phones. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Probably Canadian props. Just what was ever lying in your uh, junk drawer. Love but, it. But the interesting thing about Canadian content is Brian Adams, who is Canadian, uh, is not considered Canadian content because... Is it because he has recently tweeted, um, unfortunately, right-wing content and Canada was like, fuck that, we don't want you. I mean, we are... I really want it to be. Before that, so that's okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yes, that is 50% of it. The other Great. 50% is because he doesn't record in Canada and I think his production isn't Canadian. He's not considered Canadian content. 
However, Rod Stewart at a time was recording in Canada, was uh, having Canadian content, and I think his lyricist was Canadian. So he was considered Canadian content. Fun fact, Rod Stewart also did some recording in Uruguay, but I have to find out about Uracan laws. (laughs) I really hope that's what they're called. Wait, are we considered Canadian content because we have you? I genuinely don't know. I mean, it's not like we have anything written. (laughs) Spoiler alert, this is not scripted. (laughs) Um... No, probably because our production isn't done in Canada. Well, when I marry your brother and move to Canada, (laughs) then two of us will be in Canada and we'll have, you know, 50% Canadianism. (gasps) This is another reason. Add it to the list. Huh. And then we could apply for Canadian grants if they give it to 21 Thunder. Sonia. (laughs) This is a really good plan. P.S. Unusual Efforts just tweeted, fill in the blank, Canada and the United States are two countries separated by, and since no one has answered yet, I'm going to need both of you to go on and do that right now. (laughs) Because everybody knows live tweeting is the most effective podcasting medium. Exactly. Um, What was I going to say? Sorry, I'm I'm tweeting right now. One second. Very excited. Um, Very excited. Megan, do you have Canadian yeah. questions? Well, mine was going to be about the tattoo, so you stole mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was trying to see if I could find the ones that we were asking about. Um, I know we had some about gangs. We did, Canadian the prison gangs. system. Yeah, the Canadian gangs went all in, man. Um, other fun Canadian fact, one of our biggest... <laughs> Uh, heist mafia like this is my favorite story oh oh, you know where i'm going with this i think i do i think i do it was about maple syrup yes my favorite story there's actually really good really good there's actually a netflix documentary about it if anyone is interested it might only be netflix canada another thing about canada our netflix is different and it's shitty yeah except your netflix has great canadian baking show and we don't because Canadian Netflix needs Canadian content, which is why we have a lot of CBC shows, uh, which um, have surprisingly become really, really good recently. I mean, are CBC, you saying Twenty One Thunder isn't good? I don't. Is that CBC? I don't think it is. I thought it was. No. I don't. Give this. A I quick thought it Google. was CBC and Netflix. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then maybe. Um, 21 Thunder aside, but I think you guys have it in the States. If you have a chance to watch either Kim's Convenience, so Working good. Moms. Mm-hmm. Have not seen it. Really, really good. If I explained to you the premise, you'd be like, I have no interest in this. And then you watch it <laughs> and then you're like, all right, uh, I'll, I'll take it. it. It's it's really, really good. And there's boobs in the first five minutes. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and Shit's Creek. All three. Like, oh, just, my like, God. I have. Stand-up I just started shows. rewatching Shit's Creek for the third time. So good. So so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, Canadian Netflix completely different than American Netflix. We also do not have Hulu. Our Amazon Prime is absolutely terrible. Really? Yeah. Everything is like. You could watch this if you also then buy it, but it's not like Amazon where you can like buy an episode or buy a season. You have to buy like the channel. 
Oh. It's like Amazon Prime is just like some sort I think of like we have that too now. Laundering. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't use Amazon Prime very often, so I can't speak to it. It's not good. Mm, can we talk about Canadian jail? Uh, yes, yes, we can. Okay, fabulous. So, you are? Do you have the same or similar like criminal justice? Oh, now this is going to go into a way long. Yeah, I don't even know how to phrase this question. Hmm. Should we take a break while we figure out how to phrase it? Yeah, I was just about to say that we're let's coming up to that. the half an hour mark, so let's, you know. Let's Take do a it. Quick pause and come back to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. And on that break, we actually just solved all criminal justice problems. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you missed it, but everything is now perfect in the world. Yep. Yep. We're uh, defunding prisons, and um, which is going to be interesting for season two when it comes out because (laughs) of Nolan's dad. But we'll get there and it'll be interesting. We also created a vaccine for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because solving criminal justice wasn't enough of a challenge for us. Yeah. So that's why Sonia was just quickly, she like ran back to McGill and was like, wait a second. Let me, let me take a quick course in yeah. immunology. <laughs> Perfect. You're welcome world. Yes. Good. This is what we do here. You know, we... We um, rescue the post office with our new pen pal club, and we um, just we just fix things one by one. Yeah, I have a question about that. Actually, let's. Yes. I get you guys got Canadian questions now. I let's flip it back to an American oh, question. Let's see so, how well we do here. Yeah, much <laughs> like all of my understanding of New York comes from Law and Order. Much of my understanding of the U.S. Postal Service comes from that one episode of. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where they have to work with the U.S. Postal Service. Um, I assume that is very accurate of how it actually works. But what what is going on? So my rudimentary understanding is? is that because of COVID, um, people cannot necessarily go in and vote. However, children can be sent to school. So, you know, all good. Um so there was the proposal of voting by mail, mail, mail and um, Trump is against that. And now the U.S. Postal Service is coming up with wicked awesome memes and protest. Did I get that right? You got a majority of it right. So um, the so people have been voting by mail basically since voting started. Um, you can request an absentee ballot for any number of reasons. Our military always votes by mail. Students, um, if you're, you know, in in university or college at a in a different state, you can mail in your ballot. Or even city. Or city, right? Like, so there are any number of reasons, and and the presidents usually vote by mail because people in D.C. do not vote. Um, 
or sorry, for state, for yes, sorry, getting into another issues, but the presidents usually vote by mail. So voting by mail is not new. Um, what is new is that Trump, Trump's um, choice for U.S. Postmaster General, um, who is one of his greatest, biggest donors, is um, virulently, I don't know, I want to say against the post office, but has has systematically stripped away um, funding <laughs> to the post, to the postal but service. But he's in charge of the postal service. Yes. This is what Trump has done to many of his agencies. It's it's like when he appointed um, Rick Perry, uh, a climate change denier, to the head of the EPA. Um, I, I, we could get into Steve Bannon and, you know, this sort of self-sabotaging system of government. Um, but instead, we will just say that um, the U.S. Postal Service is um, the largest um, hirer. What is the word I want? The largest, Employer. yes, of um, veterans. Forty um, percent hmm. of their um, em- workforce. Workforce. Thank God. Um, are minorities. So, in stripping funding. Um, Trump, through his postmaster general, stripping funding from veterans, hashtag support the troops, um, <laughs> and uh, and minorities. Um, and our postal workers have been working since the beginning of the pandemic because they were qualified as essential workers. So they've mm-hmm. been, you know, getting exposed at higher rates. Um, we also depend on ballots being sent and mailed. Um, so... I guess in the sick, twisted, like, swamp that is Trump's mind, it totally behooves him to defund the post office because it means fewer people voting, which always benefits Republicans. Um, And it means that those populations, which are already disproportionately affected, um, even more are going to suffer. Which is so great. So great. Jesus. So yeah. and then my follow-up question to that, question Roman numeral two, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. <laughs> in my understanding, uh, and this will show my ignorance, in the United States, you vote for the president. Uh, uh, let me let me qualify that. So in Canada, you don't necessarily vote for a prime minister. You vote for your member of parliament who will be represented by a party who the prime minister is or the the um whoever the leader of that party would then become prime minister is what i'm trying to say but here when you have your ballot it would say trump biden do a check or and anyone else yeah so we have um yeah megan if you want to explain the electoral college (laughs) i wouldn't mind because it's so dumb also, we are uh, a soccer podcast. <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, though, th- th- this is incredibly important, and we can talk about how it affects soccer players. I mean, even look at MLS, right? Like traveling between Canada and the United States right now for the three Canadian teams, um, sports in general. If we're going to or like the NHL or 
the other sports that exist. Um, all of this is very, very relevant. And as fans, you know, you can't just stick to sports. Yeah, I mean, look at Alfonso Davies, right, who has become, I think, Canada's official ambassador to everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and is probably on your money and flags right now. Um, it's probably like Christine Sinclair, Alfonso Davies, and like Trudeau's socks. Um. <laughs> you know the funny part? I, I have just a really quick story about that. TSN, which is one of our two sports like stations, so like our ESPN kind of thing, um, put out a tweet not that long ago saying, is Alfonso Davies the greatest Canadian soccer player? And like Canadian soccer Twitter is very small, but <laughs> comparatively to other sports. But I mean, the overwhelming influx of like, nope, Christine Sinclair exists was ridiculous. Not the point of the story. The point of the story is then. <laughs> TSN had to kind of uh, revert back and actually say, sorry, we meant the most important men's player. And it was just like, oh, I'm sorry that you just assume that all of your followers who actually pay attention and support Canadian soccer would also assume men because that is just not the reality in Canada. You want to talk about our national team? You're talking about the women first and foremost every single time. Yeah, I mean, I... I love and hate that like how many times have we from unusual efforts tweeted major accounts who are like you know i think it was last week like is messi number two in the world assuming that and then listing a whole bunch of other male soccer players Mm -hmm. without taking a you know their followers into account but was also like have they seen non-male soccer? like has anybody met christine sinclair (laughs) or Ada Hager, like, just, it's so infuriating because it keeps happening. And it seems like nobody is learning from the fact that this is um, infuriating and sexist and behooves no one, except for, I don't know, maybe ESPN. Yeah. And like the fact that, you know, the tweet was just sort of like, like, just so bewildered that, like, oh, like, Sorry. Yeah, kind of in like this innocent sort of way, like, no, we didn't mean any harm. We just assumed all sports were male oriented. Like, it's just like, speaking to the wrong audience here, Canadian soccer fans are not going to take that at all. Just like, there there was a recent tweet about like who the best Canadian soccer player is in general, and Owen Hargreaves was mentioning it, who very famously does not play for Canada or did not play for Canada and chose (laughs) English citizenship instead and it's just like oh man why why anyway sorry i completely got off the point so who's running for president this year <laughs> so um what's this he Jessica shall not be named this. i can explain the system okay so he shall not be named as again running for president with the just homophobic stale white bread mike pence um and which is you know at least white, stale white bread you could use to make breadcrumbs. Like, there's literally nothing good Mike Pence is good for. Um, and Joe Biden um, is running with vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris. And then there are really, really vitally important down-ballot elections. So um, Mitch McConnell, who is, like, what would happen if um, – the Ninja Turtles were 
evil and then got swallowed by like a rotting sack of garbage. But then like that got run over by like, um, like a, like a worse truck. And then all of that got scooped up and squished together and like to the semblance of a human. That's how I would <laughs> describe That name it I actually know because NPR has a really good series about him on, um, Oh, what is it called? Sorry, I'm 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 gonna check it because I would recommend it to people to listen to, especially if you are like me and like see these names pop up on Twitter and you're like, who is this person? And then you find out that they're just basically just evil. It's like yeah, a I hope they describe it like in that. Your country, um, embedded, embedded by NPR has a great podcast series on Mitch McConnell. Yeah, he's like the actual worst. Um. And he is, finally, he has a challenger, Amy McGrath. Um, But also, maybe even more importantly, um, if the Democrats swing um, three seats in the Senate, we take the Senate majority back. So um, Sarah Gideon is running against Susan Collins up in Maine. She's a real shot. Jamie Harrison is running against... Um, Lindsey Graham, and I already described Mitch McConnell. So, Megan, do you want to describe Lindsey Graham? <laughs> Is Lindsey no, Graham no, a male or a nobody female? Nobody wants to. Or um, no, Lindsey Graham does not get to be qualified as human, but okay. he, yeah. for these purposes, is <laughs> what would happen if, like a, um, like a sentient um, life form, I use loosely, was like dipped into a vat of like evil brine and then removed and then redipped into um let's see like um like tarred and feathered with um like homophobic outrage and then um squished and racism yes no i was getting there squished squished into um like a like a spitting suit um, and then dusted with a with a heavy coat of um, um, white power powder. So it's kind of like Vincent Price's House of Wax, but in the worst timeline possible. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I think I've asked like six questions so far, but one more question and then you can ask me a a Canadian question. But what can non-American citizens do to help Americans that we love and respect living in the States during this time? So as a Canadian, I can't vote in the States. Um, I can retweet things and whatnot, but what would you say to, I, and I don't mean to use this word kind of flippantly, but basically allies who wants to, who want to see, you know, the States do a lot better than what their current state is. Yeah. This is my favorite question for everyone. Um, and I'm, I will, we will tweet this cause I think we've um, posted this in the past, but anyone um, Americans or non-Americans can and, I think I don't want to say should, but if you if you feel a sense of outrage or helplessness, um, you can get involved in um, voter registration or voter outreach, um, and it is 
super easy and you could do it by sending postcards through um, postcards to voters. You could do it by phone banking. You could do it by text banking, which as an introvert is like the best thing to ever happen. (laughs) And you could do it for specific candidates, but you could also do it to specific populations. So if you speak a language, you know, a specific language, um, you can, like Sony, you could text bank or phone back bank to people who speak Canadian. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and, um, I love it. Right? You could be like, sorry, eh? um, get your maple syrup on for Lindsey Graham's challenger, Jamie Harrison. And people will be like, oh, eh? I'll ride on a moose to vote. And it'll be so good. <laughs> Incredible. Though I will say Canada has a lot to fix in our own country before we start trying to save the world. I mean, that is a very big Canadian um, uh, characteristic where we want to be peacekeepers everywhere else when really we have fucked up stuff going on in our own backyard. So in no way so am I saying that be our question? person. Yeah. Sure, it's about like, you know, I think, you know, we look up to you guys as like, comparatively so not fucked up but also even before the situation we were in I would say that everybody generalized Canada as like you know nice and easygoing and socialized healthcare um and put like a very um Megan give me an adjective (laughs) maybe yeah like um like an idealistic spin on both your government and your history? I mean, how do I say this without sounding like a jerk? Um, We, as Canadians, and I mean, I'm guilty of it too, have intentionally kind of spun that yarn, which I think in a way actually makes us worse and more culpable to a lot of our mistakes. Our treatment of Indigenous and First Nations people was and is, there are no words to describe how terrible it is. I mean, we have, if you want to like talk about current events, our Black Lives Matter movements are just as powerful. Our need to defund the police is just as powerful. Um, I think one of the main difference between, well, there's many, but a huge difference between Canada and the U.S. on things like this is Canada is so kind of spread out and our big main cities are not necessarily as, um, um, not close together, but the geography is very, very different than the United States. And I think that kind of plays a part into our mythology and our history of kind of things that we've hidden and, and, and you know, gotten away with. Um, when it comes down to it, Canada and the U.S. aren't that, that different. I just think the U.S. is a lot louder about a lot of things, um, even things like healthcare. And, I, and I'm not knocking Canadian healthcare by any means. I'm very grateful for it. But there are a lot of things that still aren't covered, like a lot of dentistry is not covered. Eye care is not covered. Mental health is not covered. Um, education here is not as expensive as the United States, but it's still by no means free. I mean, Canada has a lot of great things going for it. But I do think we tend to really prop up those great things to hide our horrible and terrible past. 
past. And I, one thing that I will give credit, and obviously I'm generalizing, but the states kind of own up to their shitty history and like their, their um, problematic ideology and social issues. Whereas Canada, we try to be like, nope, that never happened when we had things like residential schools, the 60s swoop. I mean, the if another podcast recommendation that honestly I think everyone should listen to is um, Missing and Murdered that the CBC mm-hmm. produces, which is they're, they're the second season, I believe, about a young girl named Cleo who goes missing is just absolutely heartbreaking. And unfortunately, a story that is probably more prevalent than any story should be. So while there are many, many great things about Canada, including the fact that our currency has a denomination called a toonie, um, there are a lot of pretty shitty things that we just don't like talking about because God forbid we get put into a class of other countries that have a terrible past. Are there people who are either in government or um, organizations and activists? Like, are there people that we should be reading or following to learn more about what's being done? Yeah, so um, definitely. Again, because Canada is so big, it's kind of hard to like choose a centralized thing but as i mentioned before connie walker who does missing and murdered on on the cbc podcast like just listening and following along with her on social media like she is somebody who is kind of like and i don't mean this in a negative way but like a populist opinion where it's very easily accessible and like she can explain things and like she's just a very good storyteller and she's able to tell a situation in a way that a lot of people can understand um, she's fantastic. We obviously also have like our Black Lives Matter movement. So there's Black Lives Matter Toronto. Um, there is a ton of resources that we can help compile as well after this um, for people to kind of like learn and understand. There's a lot of things like trans rights. And the other thing too that I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast might be screaming about is because I'm located literally downtown Toronto, we have a lot of resources. Again, the geography in Canada is very vast and very barren to some extent. So I realized that not all cities have these sort of resources. So that's the other thing. Mobilization is not necessarily as easy as it is in probably other parts of the world. So that's also something to kind of keep in mind. Thank you. So... We are going to um, post some resources, mm-hmm. um, but we also encourage people to share with us. People have, have, I think October yesterday wrote that she was doing some phone banking. Um, so if you, if we can amplify what you're doing, if you want to share um, resources or links, um, we are not known for sticking to sports. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, share that with us and we will share it out. But like, yeah. I mean, saying that, though, I think it all does relate back. I mean, politics and sports have, since the beginning of time, have kind of overlaid each other, right? And And I think it's almost... Not a disservice, but I think we do need to be more vocal about how those things kind of 
overlay each other and, and why caring about you know if you're like oh, all i want to do is you know sit and watch the game on a sunday or whatever it is how who's running the country may actually affect and change that i mean i do think that we kind of have to look at something and by we i don't mean the three of us four of us including kirsten who's off writing her book but um i do think that putting everything into these little silo things of sports politics current affairs finances they all just sort of meld and smush together and is like a nine piece Venn diagram that makes no sense with connecting the dots. So yeah, I mean, we're a sports podcast, but president Trump winning another election is going to affect sports, whether you like it or not. So can you, for those people who don't know, um, like tell us about Alfonso Davies? Yeah, of course. Future prime minister of Canada. Um, Because I think that, his his story really encapsulates why sports is political be- and yeah. why what we call po- what what so many people call political really isn't political it's um or it, it's it shouldn't be it's um humane yeah and i i don't claim to be an expert on alfonso davies by any means i just know what i know of being a sports fan but i mean he I'm assuming that when I marry your brother and have to take the citizenship test, a lot of the questions will be on him. So, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll prep you for that. Don't worry. Okay, great. Thank um, you. Okay. But yeah, he, I, I don't actually know the proper terminology for this, so please jump in. But he is or was a refugee when he came to Canada. Uh, I don't know if it's like a past tense thing or, or what. So I apologize. I don't mean to be insensitive about that, but um, if somebody can inform me, that would be great. And, you know, he came up through the Canadian soccer system. He uh, was Edmonton. He was located in Edmonton. And then he went to Vancouver and trained in their youth academy, went to Vancouver Whitecaps, who, I mean, if you want to talk about politics and sports, we can have about six podcasts on the Vancouver Whitecaps, but let's not go there. Um, came up in, and learned and grew through them. And he was super, super, I mean, he still is super young, but... <laughs> There was a rumor, and and I don't actually know if this is true, but MLS, their man of the match, was sponsored by Budweiser, and he couldn't win it because he wasn't of legal drinking age. I don't know if that is just like a rumor or if like... That's happened to other players, yeah. There you go, yeah. You don't have to... Wait, they don't make you chug your man of the match? No, but it would be a beer company sponsoring somebody who is underage or like... Not sponsoring, oh. but like promoting mm-hmm. somebody underage. Okay. I don't know if it's just a Canadian thing, but like there's really strict rules mm-hmm. around that. Um, every province has a different like age of majority. But since but, so like, many of our players, especially in the States where they, the drinking age is 21, shouldn't they just not use alcohol sponsors for that? But I mean, fans are usually... They're willing to pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, like it's aren't... a really good reason to have like Sesame Street sponsor your MLS group. I mean, not a bad idea. It would probably educate a lot of adults, to be completely honest. But yeah, like in in Canada, um, so in Ontario, at least, I don't want to speak of all of Canada, but in Ontario, you can basically only buy alcohol from like three or four government issued stores. So we have the LCBO, the beer store, and then 
the wine rack and then a few grocery stores just within the last year or two have started selling alcohol. But if you were with, like, if you're a child and you're a parent in that store, you can't actually legally, like, hold alcohol. So if if you want, if you're a parent and you want your kid to, like, carry a two-four and the kid is 16, legally they can't. And the cashier can deny that purchase because a child or somebody underage, I guess 16 is a child. Yeah, like, the, it, it's it's wild, the, like, actual rules we care about in at least Ontario. Um, but back to Alfonso Davies. So yeah, he could not be man of the match because it was sponsored by Budweiser. And so, oh my God. I mean, I guess everybody sort of knows the rest. Uh, he gets straight into Bayern and then he becomes this absolute superstar of Bayern. He becomes the roadrunner and we've all heard Mueller's meet me a million times, which is like everybody's favorite thing. Um, Alfonso Davies is still like, a kid if you've seen him on tiktok you know he's a kid like he just he is our hope of what we hope the future of canada is going to be um both i guess soccer wise and once again human being wise right but and this is where my caveat is is that and we tend to do this a lot in canada is we take this idea and we do it a lot in hockey where you know you play shitting on the rink that your dad made outside in your backyard with a hose and, sorry, a hose and a couple of two by fours. But the truth is, and I think this is where we're very similar to the United States, and I was just talking about this on another podcast, is unlike a lot of European countries and South American countries, and unfortunately, I don't know how it is in African countries and in um, Asian countries, and but it's a very pay to play model here. And so this idea that you can get really, really good by just like practicing really hard and hoping like a scout walks past, you know, the play, the field that you're playing in is not true. And if you have money to pay for programs and to pay for, you know, academies and whatnot, those are going to be the rising stars where kids with natural talent who don't necessarily, you know, have the means or their parents don't have the means in order to put them into these programs those are the kids that are being left behind because they can't pay. And I think, especially now when soccer programs in both the United States and Canada are growing at this exponential rate compared to other years, I think it's actually going to hurt a lot of the future of, of how sports, both for boys and girls, is going to be you know, determined by future players. And so while Al- Alfonso Davies is this like great success story, I think it's super, super rare because of the way our programs are set up. Yeah, to her credit, Hope Solo has been calling that out, the pay-to-pay program and and the, you know, disparities, the class and racial disparities that come from it um, Mm -hmm. for years. Yeah, like I know, so Nick, my partner, um, obviously he's English, he grew up in English and and in England. He He did grow up in English. (laughs) did. But there, if you have talent, you know, clubs not necessarily pay kids, but like provide things as an incentive for, you know, parents to want to put their kids into their programs and whatnot. Whereas in Canada, I mean, um, I know just like in Toronto, if you can afford to pay for a baller soccer program, you also can probably afford to pay for a baller hockey program, a baller, you know, music program and whatnot. So instead of focusing on one thing, your kid is being stretched thin but because they can make it up in those ranks they're probably the ones who are going to get 
through. Whereas I'm sure they're working hard. Like I'm not blaming the kid at all. It's, it's, you know, parents' decisions ultimately of where the kid plays, but you have these kids who are being left behind because they can't afford the like five grand to go to summer camp. Yeah. And because their parents, I mean, this happened, not that I was ever going to like, you know, be a professional, but my parents both worked full time and couldn't drive me to, mm-hmm. you know, all the different matches and all the different places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also just want to say that um, the MLS just released a statement that tonight's um, Dallas-Nashville match, um, the players have announced that they're going to remain in the locker room while the, while the anthem is played. So... Yep. So for those of you who can't see, I just realized this is a podcast. Um, we are all three making the same faces, which is sort of like a, huh? Um, is this they- because you don't want to all kneel? Is this because this is your statement? We don't know. Um, Maybe they don't want to catch COVID because Dallas is allowing fans in the stadium. Also, also true. Um, but Dallas also is where um, Reggie Cannon was racially abused just last uh, last week time has no meaning to me anymore but like the last Dallas match um, was when um, vicious racial abuse towards the players happened in Dallas so um, that is happening um, and I, just to put into perspective um Yes, Sonia, can you put words to your facial expressions? Because I wish people could see you right now. <laughs> you know that meme of Winona Ryder when she's accepting some sort of award for Stranger yes. Things and she's yes. just making, yeah, that's that's how I feel right now. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But I'm confused, um, like, did the players decide that? Are they going to, like, are they well, protesting? The Is it like a protest it. of a pro- Right, we don't, we Again, we will search for um, updates and post them if we find them. Um, but, uh, you know, a reminder that sometimes players are not as protected as they should and could be. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's actually a very important point. Um, a lot of people look at players who are very outspoken and you know come forward and and say things and they're like why not all players do that players do not get paid the same way players get penalized in different ways when a player gets fined and i'm thinking a lot too in europe when players get fined for you know saying something political in a positive way some players can afford to pay those fines other players can't um other players can't be afford to be dropped from their team so i mean in an ideal world everybody should be able to like stand up and and you know if if you were against something you should be able to have that freedom but it's kind of like in our you know nine to five jobs or or whatever sometimes you can't say something because you have to protect something else so um yeah just just to say please you know we we don't know the situation the players are in and as much as we would love them to like march out to the field and take a knee and, and make that stance and, you know, score a goal and take off their shirt that says Black Lives Matter. There could be, you know, genuine safety concerns around that. Absolutely.
we've covered a lot of ground here, you guys. Yeah. I feel like even though we've had our squirrel moments, <laughs> we did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's complicated. And, you know, we say it a lot. It's a lot of these subjects are, are hard and we don't have the answers or even the understanding or the right thing to say or, you know, the, the quotable soundbite. And at the same time, it should be hard. Like, feel uncomfortable, question things that you thought last week, last month, last year. I mean, it's okay to do that. And it's okay to, you know, ask questions and talk about things and not make those assumptions and then find out that you're wrong about something, learn why you were wrong, and then make a valid you know, knowledge-based opinion that is different than last time. That's cool. <laughs> yep. And if you want to continue supporting us as we work through this, there is plenty of ways to do that. How, Megan? How? <laughs> I like how you threw that back at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There is always our Patreon, which will be, is in the process of being updated, um, should be by the end of next week. Um, we'll have updated levels, including our mini-sode, which will now be $3 per month. Um, do the, and then, do the mini-sodes include the mama-sodes? Yes. Okay. Is that called a mini-mama-sode? Because uh, that's just fun to say. <laughs> Megan's mini monosode. I, <gasps> I haven't decided yet. There we go. Everyone loves it. Yeah. So that's going to be the title. Um, <laughs> and um, we're getting ready to start with anniversary gifts. So we are looking at doing that. Um, and what the anniversary gift will be. Um, what else do we have? When we, we have our articles from June. Uh, not only that, but when we hit our goal level, our stretch goal, Jesse and Megan will be getting tattoos. Yes, we will. Yes. Do not think I forgot about that. No, I'm really excited. I'm already like <laughs> no. looking up really cute jellyfish sucker bolly design. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I, Jesse has the shops picked out and everything, mm-hmm. I think. Perfect. But also I'm be gonna like, to to conscious about COVID as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Safety first. Well, because I'm planning on going to New York and we should get them together. So, oh, nothing. I'm not going to ruin this moment for Nick. No, no. (laughs) Sonia, tell me what happens in the next like 47 seconds, please. Okay, you might hear it. Um, and then what else? Um, so yeah, we have plenty of things on our Patreon that is being revamped. Um, and we have our Threadless shop where you can get our awesome merch. Who's got a favorite? Um, I will say about the merch. Oh, I definitely have a favorite t-shirt. The uh, Pitchess oh, one. Absolute favorite. Um, Wait, which one? Which one? The Pitchess one where it's like the pitch. Oh, I do love like the Pitchess one. Yeah. So if you buy that, um, maybe purchase two because I my father has literally stolen mine and refuses to give it back. So <laughs> Nick has a version of it and my dad has a version of it. And I have other unusual effort shirts, but I do not have that one because it was stolen from me. <laughs> I still really like the kick the patriarchy in the balls one. Mm. I'm thinking of getting the effortista sticker for my phone. Because oh, I have it on since... my computer right now. You should put it on your phone. 
Yeah, since Threadless won't give us a case for the S10, I'm just going to make my own. Perfect. I just really want um, Threadless to offer overalls. There was some talk about I didn't socks, even think of that. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if there's something that you want that's not currently available on the Threadless shop. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you would like, and we will look into offering it. Yeah, also, don't expect overalls, though, because I've already asked for that a lot, and I've yeah. been told no by um, someone who's named Rhyme with Schmierstein. Perfect. Um, speaking about Schmierston, there is <laughs> one bad segment. Um, I also would like to remind of our Black Market uh, Unusual Effort <gasps> Shop yes! that has the Schmierston edits my work or I wish Schmierston edited my work. So keep that in mind as well. Those would be on the Threadless shop, but. No one's given me the password for good reason, so I've had to make my own black market. Um, usual effort to store. Uh, but yeah, any um, support well, you can give either through Patreon, through buying our merch, through retweeting our articles, uh, supporting our artists in their endeavors, uh, recommending writers for different publications or different works. All of that is awesome and and really really helps sending schmierston aka kirsten um well wishes as she is on her writing sabbatical right now also helps i i assume it probably doesn't help because she doesn't want notifications but do it anyway She's not yeah no everyone should yeah everyone should she can deal with it yeah um yeah so um any uh noise going on in the background of your home sonia um How's it going, Nikki? Oh. No. Let's end this now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Harry Maguire and Bruno Fernandez was yelling at each other, which isn't good. And now Lindelof is, oh, no. The players are very unhappy. I think my household (laughs) is very unhappy, too. Okay. So you you should go bring Nick some cookies and maybe buy him a shirt from our Patreon. He has a shirt. We'll get him another one. He has a shirt. He has our stickers all over his laptop, and well, number one supporter over here. If only he okay. had socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Megan, you'll keep us updated on when the first um, FC St. Louis Real matches. The first city game. Come on, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. Which it's we've got a couple years, so okay. Um, oh, do they have a date, or is it just sort of in like pre-production? Twenty twenty-three, not yeah. that far away. Mm-mm. They're the twenty. They're going to be the twenty-eighth team. Are they? Do you know if they're before or after Austin? Um, I can't remember. Um, I good, think after. Okay, good family friends of ours live in Austin, um, and uh, I've just been following along because they're super excited for Austin to come. So that's sort of my like feeder team yeah yeah austin's supposed to be next year um and i don't know if that's changed because of covid or not um i I know ours stadium problems too yeah because our stadium was uh is being built and it had just started right before 
COVID and then was the construction was shut down for a while and all of that. I think they're currently still doing construction. I mean, TFC uh, reconstructed, renovated, that's the word, Mm -hmm. their stadium two or three years ago for like two or three years at a time. And we just like didn't play home games for like three months at the start of the season while they renovated. So, I mean... There, you don't necessarily need a stadium to play is where I'm getting at. Jesse's face is incredible right now. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about Nick. Oh. (laughs) a little bit worried about me. Yeah, I think, I think you should go get him like a weighted blanket and a nice glass of whiskey. Will do. We we have very different whiskey opinions. I'm I'm a peaty whiskey girl, and I'm a big Laphroaig fan. And no, it's just giving the bottle with a straw right now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, That's what this podcast right. will be called. Whiskey bottle with a straw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, this was great, you guys. I missed on you. No, yeah. Where uh, Jesse, Megan, where can people follow you on the internet? How can they get it? touch of you in touch with you not touch you uh, don't, don't touch people don't touch social us. distance yeah. you guys and yeah. consent For yeah men even when covid's over don't just yeah. touch people um but how can they get in touch with both of you separately i'm on twitter uh, at the megan smith because i'm the only one you are the only one that matters yep um I... and people can people can ask you about um, St. Louis and Bundesliga and mm-hmm. our pen pals. And my team that's in the motherfucking semifinals of the Champions League? Yay! Oh, yeah, that. Who? I don't know. <laughs> I held off to that. <laughs> I held off on that one for a while. No, own it. Um, so, Jesse, yeah. where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter at Jesse Loesch. And they can ask me about our brand spanking new Spotify playlist. Which I just added to my playlist, or I saved it, or I downloaded it. Yes, and I made it collaborative. I don't really know what that means, but I feel like people can collaborate on it. I don't know any of the songs on it other than The Chicks, which I only know because of Megan. (laughs) It's a really good one. That's my greatest moment. Um, Okay. Sonia, where can they find you? Oh, uh, people can find me at Sonia Miss You on everything across the things um and you can ask me more canadian questions except not about cancon as uh, when we had our commercial break i was thinking about that and i'm like i just made up everything why did i say rod stewart but that seems very specific for me to come i love it make up. so i may have just lied for 20 minutes on this podcast uh either unintentionally or subconsciously or whatnot so you know Please tell me if I'm wrong, which I most likely am. All right. We still don't okay, know how we're, how we're ending this, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not good yeah. at the endings. Oh, God. Yeah, we really... We need, like, the theme song to play them. in, like, real time. So, like, it can just... Yeah. It's like the Oscars when they just, like, play Yeah, like, play us out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can you sing us out? Yeah, that's happening right now. Okay, good. We're still recording. Somebody has to stop recording. <laughs>